Good afternoon, patriots. You are tuned into Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today I have a new segment for the show and why Biden really made the statements in support of the Cuban protesters. Next, on Living with Liberty. I've got a new segment I'm going to try out today. We'll see how it goes. I call it Ryan's Rants. Maybe it gets good over time. Maybe it's something we just scrap. I don't know, but we'll experiment with it and see. Now, I picked today's rant topic based on a just-completed task force on race relations in my town that the mayor put together and hired a consultant to facilitate and ultimately create a report on. The report is out, and it's one of the laziest things I've ever seen. The recommendations themselves are just an aggregation of material by all the usual leftist yelling heads and so-called scions of the leftist movement. Realistically, it's just propaganda. It's just CCPNN and MSDNC talking points that were put into this report. Now, one of the recommendations was for people on the the uh, town board and the uh, the community at large, I guess, to review books by one Henry Rogers, a.k.a. Ibram X. Kendi, America's newest and least favorite race grifter to hit the scene. Now, I have a clip here of old Hank. Many of you probably have heard it already. It's been played on Tucker, and I think Bongino had it. It's the clip where he makes a total buffoon out of himself trying to explain racism. Take a listen. You talked about the importance of defining racism, but I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I don't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> Sure. A a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. And anti-racism is pretty simple using the same terms. Anti-racism is a collection of anti-racist policies leading to racial, anybody want to take a guess? Equity that are substantiated by anti-racist ideas. Now, before I go on, I want to give a proper acknowledgement. That clip is from uh, the good people over at Garabian. Uh, They do fine work over there. I like pulling stuff from there. So my town paid 10 grand to this consultant they hired to study and uh, race relations and put together a task force and, and put out a report. They paid 10 grand for this thing, only to have this consultant take the lazy route out and recommend the works of someone who can't even explain what racism is. This dude has a PhD, and his PhD is in basically CRT and anti-racism and, you know, the crap he was just spouting on about. Now, what is it with these fake doctors? I thought they were educated. I thought they were the scions and, and beacons of our society and, and are here to enlighten society. 
yet we have Dr. Jill Biden, fake Dr. Jill Biden, who constantly beclowns herself. And Hank Rogers here seems to be no different. This shouldn't exactly inspire confidence in our college system and the rigor of study it requires to get a doctorate, really. Hank's PhD is from Temple, which by all accounts is a really good school. It's not like he got his PhD from the University of Phoenix online. Sorry to every, anybody out there that went to University of Phoenix online, but it's not Temple. And it's certainly not whatever Ivy League school fake Dr. Jill Biden got her PhD from. Maybe Hank envisions himself to be the one that replaces Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton as the leader of the race grifter class. The problem is, how can he be taken seriously if he can't even define the very thing he rails against? He can't even define the very thing that he bases his books on. He can't define the very thing that he supposedly got his PhD in. It's like if I were to define a house as a collection of building materials that when put together look like a house. That's basically how he defined racism. That's how he, how Kendi defined racism. And what's worse, and adds to the beclowning here, is Kendi doubles down on his word salad just in a more authoritative voice, as if that was going to make him look better, as if changing his tone of voice was going to make him actually look like he knew what he was talking about in that situation. A collection of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas, he repeats. He just says the same thing over. Yeah, we heard you the first time, Hank. We heard you struggle through trying to define something that is supposedly your life's work. Maybe he thought the questioner was hard of hearing and Hank felt like he had to repeat what he just said. Now, I think if you were to ask Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton to give you a definition, they would actually give you something coherent and that made sense. They wouldn't give you a word salad and that and then just go about repeating it again when you get laughed when they get laughed at for the first word salad now i posted this clip on my town's facebook page i hope someone there sees it and steers clear of anything hank rogers has to say on the subject i hope they steer clear and realize this is not something that should be taken seriously this guy is nothing but a grifter Unfortunately, he's fooled many, many people the world over. His books have been successful, I guess, but it's obvious we need to avoid it's uh, avoid anything he's got to say. It's obvious he's just in this game for a potential payout, and that even he, even Ibram X. Kendi, doesn't believe a word he's saying. And that's today's rant. All right, on to our next topic and. Our last topic for the day, actually. Joe Biden is slow at doing everything, it seems. And his comments on the Cuban protests are no exception. It took him a day before he responded in any way, shape, or form to what was going on in Cuba. Now, we've had 62 years of the U.S. giving Cuba the cold shoulder in relations over their communist dictatorship. 
there isn't a speech under a glass box that says break in case of Cuban uprising and read? It took a day to gather thoughts on what to say in support of the Cuban people? That makes me think there wasn't any intention to say anything at all, and that this is more of an optics play uh, to make the Biden administration, I don't know, look good, look supportive of freedom and liberty? If you think about it, the Biden administration still has the Capitol tourists locked up in solitary without due process. Those folks were part of the worst insurrection ever. I don't, again, the, the disclaimer, right? The violence and the, the everything else uh, the, that went on, you know, the violent part of it, no room for that at all. But let's be real. We have all seen the videos at this point of the, the Capitol Police actually letting and seemingly escorting people through the Capitol. Uh, they still have yet to turn up any arms or anything that would indicate this was an uh, an arms insurrection. So, you know, let's cut the crap on it. Essentially, these people were, were tourists. Some of them, yeah, they got violent. They should get what they deserve. But what they probably deserve isn't solitary confinement. Anyway, moving on. The Biden administration isn't hiding the fact that they want to strip our rights. Where is the outcry from them on big tech censorship? Where's the outcry uh, from them when their their own, especially the Democrats, are are speaking out and trying to squash free speech? We know that the Biden administration, Biden, has nominated a radical gun grabber in David Chipman to head up the ATF. Side note, call your senators and tell them to vote no on his confirmation. Biden is sending his vaccine Gestapo door to door to make sure you know about the jab. Just in case, you know, you've been living under a rock forever now or, you know, or just getting back from some sort of retreat to the middle of the Amazon rainforest. I mean, who hasn't heard about this thing at this point? It it doesn't cross their mind that, well, maybe there's just some people out there that don't want it. We'll send our people door to door just to make sure you know about the jab. His remarks are nothing more than theater for his propagandists to point to uh, in in later on here as proof that he, Joe Biden, and you know the regime he's propping up, supports freedom and liberty. Now I have an Epic Times piece here that covers his remarks that I will link in the description box. It is titled "Here the People." Biden calls on Cuban communist regime to listen to protesters by Jack Phillips. Now, isn't that the most interesting title given our regime's current stance in governing the people that elected it? And let's say, let's put air quotes around elected. The opening line of the article reads like this. President Joe Biden said on July 12th that the Cuban communist regime should respect the rights of its people. Well, that's rich. How about you focus in on the rights of the people of the country you lead there, Joe? How about you uphold your oath of office to protect the rights of the people per our Constitution instead of trying to strip them at every turn from us? No, we know that isn't going to change. Biden's focus is and will remain on subjugating the American people. But many are awake and see that plan unfolding and are rising up against it. So, in order to create a distraction and to create a diversion, 
Biden's handlers had him out speaking in, uh, against the Cuban communists, promoting freedom, promoting that the Cuban communist regime listened to the people protesting. Nothing more than a distraction from what's going on in our own country. Trying to get us saying, hey, yeah, Cubans need to be free. Let's, uh, let's drop uh, our march in, in for uh, our rights and let's get on the, the, the Cubans bandwagon here. Which for the record, I am. I think it's horrible, but let's realize that this is nothing more than a diversion from what's going on here. Biden needs to create something on the record that he himself says that uh, he's supporting freedom and liberty. So we have basement Biden out telling the Cuban regime to respect the rights of the people, of their people. What else did our resident in chief say about this? Well, there's this gem in that piece of Biden saying in a release statement this. I quote, the Cuban people are bravely asserting fundamental and universal rights. Those rights, including the right of peaceful protest and the right to freely determine their own future, must be respected. So when the Cubans protest, they are bravely asserting fundamental and universal rights. When we do it as Americans, we are exhibiting white supremacist behavior and must be put under surveillance by the three-letter agencies. Who is taking our residential regime, regime seriously anymore? Who? No, I, I, There's several, uh, a lot of people in this country who voted for it that aren't taking it seriously anymore, that have remorse. We have both China and Russia on record pointing their fingers back at us when Biden is admonishing them, telling the U.S. that we are no better than them as we try to admonish them for their censorship and human rights violations. Now, as much as I don't like what either country does to their people or what they stand for, they are 100% correct. Our hypocrisy is on display for all to see, and we are being called out for it. So when the U.S. is calling for the Cuban dictatorship to give their people their rights of self-determination, their right to freely assemble, their right to freely speak their mind, how can our government officials be taken seriously when it's our own government that is spying on its citizens, that is censoring its citizens, that is ridiculing speech it doesn't like? that is speaking out against the peaceful protests we had last year to uh, end the lockdowns that were unconstitutional and are being found unconstitutional as we move forward here, and is allowing its de facto brown shirts in big tech as well as Antifa and BLM to run rampant on trampling people's rights and liberties. How can we be taken seriously when we say, and call on other governments to to let their people be free to speak their mind, to have their right to self-determination. Who takes that seriously? And we should be mad as Americans that our hypocritical government is speaking out in this manner while letting crap fall apart here at home, while it's not upholding its end of the bargain here at home. Now, Biden also had this to say in his statement. The United States calls on the Cuban regime to hear the people 
and serve their needs at this vital moment rather than enriching themselves. Well, this is the cherry on top of this crap Sunday of a statement made by the Biden regime. Here we have our president, who by all accounts and evidence, and I'll throw in allegedly because right now any investigation that may have been underway has been sent down the memory hole. It may still be going on. It's moving probably extremely slowly and nobody's in any hurry to investigate what went on and everything that came out about uh, the shady dealings of the big guy here. So we have this, the, the, we have the statement by Joe Biden, who by all accounts and uh, eyewitness testimony, really, enriched himself and his family through government contacts. 10% for the big guy, remember that? We have him calling on the Cuban dictatorship to hear the people and serve the people's needs over their own desires to enrich themselves. Well, that's a great bit of advice by our resident in chief. Maybe he doesn't remember that we are still here, the people he swore an oath to protect the rights of, the people whose constitution he swore an oath to uphold. Maybe he doesn't remember that we, the United States of America, are the originators of such ideas and values in governance. Of course, given his apparent mental state, he probably doesn't remember these things. At this point, he is just doing and saying what his radical leftist handlers are telling him to do and say. It's plainly obvious this statement on the Cuban protests are really nothing more than to try and reel in a narrative that is getting away from this regime. That narrative being, we're not trying to shove Marxism and communism down the throats of the American people. Look over here. We support, see, we support the Cubans for out protesting. The leftists operating the Democratic Party opened the floodgates when they took over all three branches of government. And they shifted from their strategy of trickle, trickle, trickle and make small changes along the way here that that, that strategy they've been executing for decades they saw they needed to just open the floodgates once they got all three branches of government. In hopes of pushing their agenda through, they knew it'd be unpopular. So they have to open the floodgates now and try and ram it through because by all accounts and, and the surveys and polls that are coming out, the Democrats know they are in trouble. They know they are, they saw it coming in, in this last election uh, the the just the wave that was taking hold. And now with all the crap, you would think that would have made them pull back. No, now they're just doubling down, trying to, they're doing what they always do. The Democrats have a history of taking over all three branches of government and then way overreaching and it always costs them. They never learn. And that's what we're going to see again. That's why they're trying to push and ram this through. That's why the floodgates have been open. What they were counting on is that you know, the docile middle-of-the-road Americans, both left and right, both those that sit left to center and right to center, and I say, um, you know, slightly slightly left to center, right? There, there might be a couple things that keep those folks left of center versus right of center. But they were counting on the, those docile middle-of-the-road Americans to just continue to put their heads down and avoid conflict, as has been the case historically, that 
we've just avoided it and said, well, it's not that bad. They're not affecting me. Let's fine, do it, whatever. I'm not going to get involved. But a funny thing happened here. The pride in Americanism didn't die when Trump was voted, and I use that loosely, loosely here, voted out of office. It grew, and it continues to grow. We the people are fed up. Parents and community members are showing up in force at school, town, and city board meetings and are absolutely blistering these loser elected officials. More and more people who would not have considered running for office in the past are gearing up to run. These feckless rhinos and neocons not on board with taking care of America first and having pride in America are getting primaried and by many accounts are already down big in polls and we are still many months out from any sort of primary. There are more American flags flying everywhere you go. It seemed that this year, uh, around the Independence Day holiday, there were more flags on display than I remember seeing in the past. And you know what? Truthfully, as I walk around, they're still out. Nationalism isn't a bad thing. We should be proud in our country. Many others are. When go to a lot of countries. They're, they're, some, I think some of these in Europe are, are, are probably a bad example, but I think of a Poland or a Hungary. I, those seem like very uh, countries that are very proud in their uh, in their nationality, in their countries, and, and they should be. That's where you grew up. That's where you're from. Why is that a bad thing? It shouldn't be. Being America first and America centric isn't a bad thing. Go to any other country and see if they're not country centric. Go to China and and see. Are they Korean-centric? No, they're going to be China-centric. Go to Russia. Are they going to be American-centric or Chinese-centric or Nigerian-centric? No, they're going to be Russian-centric. That's not a bad thing. And that's why Russia and China are kicking our butts. Because they don't buy into this other crap, woke crap. They're proud in being what they are. Now, we should hold our regime to the words they spoke about Cuba. We should hold our regime to applying those words to those in our country. Those words are now on the record. The intent may have been to paint Biden as a supporter of freedom and liberty, but now it is on record. And we can push further for these words to be put into practice in our own country. The choice here for this clown show is either to back away from the radical leftist BS they've been trying to shove down our throats, or they can swing back to the side of freedom and liberty, to the things this country was founded on, to the, to, to the things that this country has been a beacon of for those all over this planet. They can do that and avoid having one more piece of ammo for conservatives to use to illustrate what a line corrupt anti-American party the Democrats are come election time. Now, we know which path the Democrats and Biden's handlers were, will choose, and it'll be to their detriment. They think they're too far down the path at this point. They've, they're already going to lose in, twenty, like I said, 2022. They know that. That's why there's 
things seem to be kicking into an extra gear here and trying to ram stuff through. We patriots need to hold the line. We will need to continue to wake others up. We will need to continue to stand against the authoritarianism that is spreading in this country. I'll say attempting to spread because many are standing up against it. They're not backing down. Most of all, we will need to continue to remind this circus sideshow of of administration that uh, these words they spoke in uh, in support of the Cuban people and their rights apply to us as well. We need to use Alinsky rules four, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. Five, ridicule is the is man's most potent weapon. And eight, keep the pressure on and never let up when it comes to these words that were spoken in support of the Cuban people and how they apply to Americans. Once again, these leftist dopes running things in the Biden circus didn't think things through. And they have backed themselves into a corner with these statements that Biden came out with. They think they're going to be able to use them and and point to uh, and propagandize us by continuing on their path that they're on and and trying to take our rights while pointing to these words that were spoken out in support of the Cuban people saying, you see, we, we support freedom and liberty all the while doing the complete opposite here. They're going to try it. Just, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am here. They will try it, especially when it comes around to election time. Now, what we need to do, since they've backed themselves into this corner, it is up to us to take advantage of that and hold their feet to the fire on on these words and don't let them forget. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. Treat yourself to something new today. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed to the show and left a positive review should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor and Gab. My handle on both is at livingwithliberty. You can also go to the contact page of my website and email me or follow the links there to my social media pages. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.